0: Hi, and welcome to the Silverline Podcast, an audio version pulled from the video stream we do a couple of times a week. My name is Roland Mann, and I'm the head honcho at Silverline, where we have a great time making fun comics that we think you'll enjoy. This episode is titled, Silver Sunday, Coloring and Chatting. It originally aired July 26, 2020. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a Silver Sunday. Today we're going to be talking about color, and we're going to chit-chat. And I will apologize for the group beforehand, because I really haven't prepped them for anything. So this is all going to be – I'm 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 throwing all this stuff at them completely. They're going to go, what? Can you ask that question again? I didn't get it. So uh, totally my fault, because I didn't prep them all. But uh, we're going to have some fun anyway, because we're going to be talking comics, and um, that's what it's all about. So um, we're going to do like we do every week, right? I'm going to introduce the the murderer's role. We're going to go through here um, and get everybody introduced so you know who we are, and then we'll talk about some stuff before we dive in. <coughs> I am Roland. I'm I'm kind of the chief wrangler here. Uh, I'm the writer of Cat and Mouse and also the writer of Trump's, which I will mention tonight because we have someone special with us tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so that's what I do. First up on my murderer's <laughs> roll here is Becca Winslow. <laughs>
1: Oh yay!
2: Bye. <laughs> I'm Becca Winslow. I am the colorist for Marauder and the inker for Rejects. Woo!
0: And you're me. also you're you're also the the colorist for um, Fire Rush. Fire
2: Rush. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> With, yes, I'm which... the colorist for Fire Rush. <laughs> That's Which we hard. are in the middle of a uh, kickstarting, by the way. Yeah, we are. I should have went with that first.
3: That's okay. But she's moved on from that. that. That was 10 minutes ago. She's on to something new right now. <laughs> hey,
0: she's working. Listen, all creators should be that way, right? I'm working yeah. on the next thing already. Yeah.
4: <laughs> That's right. That, that uh, means I need okay. to speed up to get her issue too.
0: You actually really hey. do. You and I are going to have to have some kind of talk here because I'm, I'm wondering, I keep thinking I'm going to see some Friar Rush pages, inked pages come across my, my desk here. okay next up on my murderers row is peter clinton peter tell everyone who you are um
5: hi everybody i'm pete i'm the um i'm just the penciler on uh the up and coming um working title champion miss fury um i'm going to be drawing live tonight so we're working on page seven this evening so you can you can follow along or you can completely (laughs) ignore me it's entirely up to you (laughs)
0: Uh, and um shoot i had something life shattering to say um to me uh, yeah yeah i think so oh yeah you said i'm just the penciler
5: i'm just the penciler yeah Yeah, so
0: so you know i've been to conventions and 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 been in comic books for many 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 years rarely i'm not gonna say never because i you know that word never is just it's, it's almost you can almost find it untrue sometimes but I almost never, ever hear a penciler say, I'm just a pencil." I'm just a penciler. Because... I'm just a pencil.
1: Th- I hear that. Stars.
0: That's right. I hear that from anchors. <coughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, they're just tracers, right? Wow. oh getting, you, you said sorry it. like, it's a joke you, it's a joke
3: you I'll made becca you a, look at the camera i know
0: That's i not, know. You know i, you should, I'm looking, I'm I I'm like, almost I'll saw some a, flames come out of becca's eyes there i'll I'm, give you a,
4: a brush everyone's in and a piece of paper and be like here you go Make it happen. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no.
0: I, I will i will i will confess i have tried to ink um and tried seriously to ink Uh, way this is way 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 this is like 30 years ago Uh, but i i absolutely do know how tough it is but you're you're all familiar with chasing amy right the movie chasing amy yes yes, the bane of our
4: existence yes Yes, right
0: um so yeah of course anytime you know we talk about inking we kind of have to go to that reference so uh so thanks and pete comes to us from uh we early morning hours across the pond there
5: very dark london yes
0: which we appreciate you getting up uh early in the morning and joining us I get, uh, I, get work,
5: up, I get work done at this time of the day. You Any know, other time, I've got distractions going on.
0: <laughs> <fine>. So, so <coughs> am I hearing you that we should stream more often at these hours? Ooh, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's not exactly what you were saying. huh? No, no, no. <laughs> All right. Next up on my murderers row here is John Martin. John, tell everybody who you are.
4: All right. Um, I'm the resident Viking. Be um, my beard, apparently. Um I'm the ink- I'm just the inker. Just the inker for Friar Rush. <laughs> just the inker. And I there's some rumor that I did some cover art or something like that. Uh but uh, for Friar Rush <clears throat> and I'm just a lover of did comics. you
3: did you trace the cover art like you traced anything <laughs> <Yeah>. else? <laughs> <laughs> And that's when Aaron left the company. Bye. <laughs>
4: oh, I, said, I said, there's a rumor I did some cover art. I mean, I yeah. may not have done any.
0: Yeah, yeah, that one's turned into a uh, to a, a a pretty popular piece. There, John. That's <clears throat> a, a good good job. You never know. You know, you never know what what folks are going to like, and that's turned into a, a popular one. So. Um, for those of you who are, aren't uh, uh, aware or f- know exactly what John's talking about, we'll highlight it here in a minute when we talk about the Kickstarter, but he's certainly talking about the the, the Serif cover, um, <clears throat> the variant cover for the Fry Rush Kickstarter we have going on, which, by the way, if you didn't know, there's still time left, and if you haven't pledged, there's still time left to pledge.
4: I think the reason why it's so uh, 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 I guess, since you said it's popular, is it's got to be because of Mickey's colors. You know, he's the
0: real pro behind that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was just the colorist, though. Mm-hmm. Right?
4: Yeah. I don't know now. Just, that that, just that effect colorist. behind the head is he, I so, couldn't figure out how to do that if I tried.
0: Oh, man, me either. So, so John says he's just, I mean, so he's the resident Viking, but I think uh, that's in John's mind. He's the resident Viking to the rest of us. He's the resident Hawkman. And when we say Hawkman, we mean Hawkman as in Hawkman from the the, the classic 80s science fiction movie Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. That's right. Uh, Brett, we should probably hang on to one of those pictures just because we need it frequently, right? Uh, Oven says, hello, Silver silverline family. Oven is, is a, a rocking Silver Silverline family member. Um, we love Oven. Uh, I know Ovin is itching like me to get back into uh, shows. Ovin, I'm actually <coughs> going to do the um, the the Leesburg show here in a couple of weeks. I will have to get the date for you exactly, but it's in that it's in that mall. I'm not sure exactly how they're going to pull it off, but it's still planned. So next up on Murderers Row, here we've got Aaron Humphreys. Aaron, tell everybody who you are.
3: I am just the penciler on uh, the Fire Rush <laughs> series. Just kick right now. And I drew that, and then I just, and then I also uh, draw and create my own comic, Godlings, which you can find on webtoons and other places on the internet.
0: And and if we can get if we can get to our stretch goal, right? Everyone who backs the 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 Fire Rush and Bloodline Kickstarter at I think it's I'd have to go back and look to be sure at the eight dollar level and higher. Yeah, yeah, it's Godlings one through five. Yeah,
3: you get PDF so, versus of my Godlings one through five, yes. so uh, so you get like a five issue, basically series in addition to a, reg- a regular comic. That's so right, like two comics. So, what is that? Five, six, seven comics in
5: total.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's a <laughs> if I sweet, sweet crystal seven. Yeah, <laughs> if you use your toes, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's three thousand is the number. So, dudes, we're only. We're, i can't do math but we're at twenty six thirty three, so we're less than 400 dollars away for for mm-hmm. for that so and, and this is for everyone who uh at all of the pledge tiers. so even for those of you who are pledging for the digital you're like oh i never get any of those stretch goals nope you get this one this is one of the ones you can get uh but we're chasing rabbits because we haven't finished going through yet <clears throat> excuse me and we're we're, we're off to uh kickstarter land when we still have one more to introduce and uh, that is she's joining us for the very first time we're so excited that sid vin blue is able to join us tonight sid tell everybody who you are uh, uh. uh well
6: hello everybody um i'm not putting my camera because it's i have a problem with it like everything just technically is not working but you can see my screen i hope. Um, indeed, I am new on the stream, but I've been working with Ronald for a couple of months now as the colorist for uh, Trumps, which is what you guys can see here right now. And I, I honestly don't really have much else to tell, but that's, that's all I've been doing.
5: Sid, are you, are, you in, are you in Chile at the moment?
6: I left the States right on time, man. As soon as I got here, I got the deal. So this is um, where gone and all that. So yes, I'm at home now. And it's not like I can get in or out or anything. I've been stuck in this house because well, COVID. And that um, has given me a reason to be full on with this project right now. So it's a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, how do you call it? A lot of hours, very concentrated hours I'm here of work.
2: Oh, that's good. Cool. And Yeah.
6: Yeah, that I don't know. I'm really bad at introductions. I just like working. So yeah, but yeah, thank you, thank you, uh, Ronald, for uh, the invitation here. It's it's nice to just hear other people talking about art. So that's nice.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I realize that I am completely biased, and I am not ashamed to say so. That uh, that I think the Silverline family rocks, and so um, so I think that uh, you're going to fit right in. You're going to have a great time. Um, we love comics and that's really kind of what it's all about. Um Ovin says, I'm itching to see my favorite indie creators and I can't wait for cons to come back. Uh we couldn't agree more, Oven. Uh Thomas Flormani says, Good evening, gang. Long time no see. Um and then he also adds, uh Sid, he said, uh Sid is doing a great job on Trumps. Um oh. and I agree with that Thanks as well, Tommy. <clears throat> so um so we've already hinted at it a little bit, but Brett, would you go ahead and put up the uh, the Kickstarter um, so we can kind of run through that a little bit. Um, we do still have the Kickstarter, and we've got five days left to go on this. Um, it's going to end. Our Kickstarter is going to end at uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday. That's this coming Saturday, Saturday, August 1st. So you've still got uh, the rest of this week to go. We have made. So, uh, we're excited about that, but we've got some exciting stretch goals to to get to. Um we're only about it looks I can't do math, so I'm just going to give you approximate. So don't don't come back and say, "Well, you said you were, you know, $102 away." No, no, no. We're proximal because I do words, not numbers. Um, so we are approximately $150 away from our first stretch goal. Uh the first stretch goal is uh 2750 and that's going to be uh, everyone at All Pledged Tears gets a prose copy or, or gets a PDF of the original prose story, the short story, uh, Does the Bloodline Run on Time? And that's the original short story in which the comic, the one shot, was based on. And it's written by, uh, co written by Sidney Williams and Robert Pettit. It was originally uh, <laughs> printed uh, in, I'm going to get this, I don't have a script to go off here, but it was originally printed in uh, Under the Fang. Uh, a horror anthology that was edited by Robert McCammon. And for those of you who are big horror horror fans, you probably recognize that name. Um, The next stretch goal that you heard us mention was uh, $3,000. And if we can get to that, which I should say when we get to that, then everybody at all the pledge tiers gets PDF copies of uh, Aaron's Godlings 1 through 5. Aaron, you're currently working on number 8. Is that correct?
3: Yes, and I <laughs> I literally am on the very last page, and then I had client work come in, and I was like, <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> So you're really close to finishing number eight? I, yeah,
3: I'm good. literally like, Give me like another week and be done. And so it's getting there. It's, it's, <clears throat> yes, I am working and, on
0: it. And ultimately, this is going to be a 12 a issue series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so, done. There's
3: no sequels to it. So, so if we done, can get
0: done. to 3,000 for Fry Russian Bloodline, they're going to get almost half of your yeah. entire godling story yes so that's a sweet sweet deal in and of itself so you guys share it share it share it push it share it to your friends let them know that uh on top of the fryer rush and the bloodline stuff that you're going to get you, you can get this sweet <laughs> five issues of, of godlings um the next one is another uh digital you see we've been really good to all the digital folks uh, up front and that's at 3250 uh, we're going to do a digital sketchbook. Um, we already have had uh, Aaron and John and Becca and who all who are uh, did the artwork for Fry Rush, and then Terry Pallett, who provided artwork for Bloodline. All have said that they're going to provide uh, sketches and drawings for a digital sketchbook. Now, probably because we have some pals we'll probably reach out to our pals and ask them if they want to contribute something so that we can, we can make it a fun, not that there are, it's not fun, but so we can just eat, you know, more the better. Right. Um, And so we'll probably do that and see whoever we can get to contribute, but we'll, we'll, we don't put any promises down for those. Those will be surprise names. Um, Then if we can reach the uh, 3,500 mark, we're going to get bookmarks and uh, images of the bookmarks are on the, I'm not actually watching the stream, Brett, so I don't know what you're showing, but hopefully you're showing the big blue bar over on the left-hand side. Um, and you can see there's 3,500 to get the bookmark, and you can see it's a two-sided thing, um, a little bit like uh, – let's see. I think I have one here for – yeah, this I, this one here is uh, the Calus uh, bookmark. but It's got Calus on both sides, but you can see it's just a two-sided bookmark. And so what we'll do is, for this one is we'll have Friar Rush on one side, and we'll have uh, Bloodline on the other side. Oh, I should have showed you the Divinity. I don't have it here with me. I should have showed you the Divinity and, and Twilight Grim because um, that one's that way. We have Divinity on one side, Twilight Grim on the other. So they're sweet bookmarks, and, and because you are all comic book readers, you need bookmarks because you know when you fall asleep reading the book, you need to put the bookmark in there because we do not fold our comics over, Right. We do not dog-ear our comic pages. We don't do that, right? We put them in bags, and we put the bookmark in there so that we know where we're at. Um, and then, of course, we've got, some, we've got some others that hopefully we'll get to. Uh, and, of course, the last one we have listed, listed up here is one uh, uh, we hit, the 4,000, we're going to get two prints, uh, one for Bloodline and then one for Fry Rush, which has the, the John Martin piece that we talked about earlier. So uh, y'all help us get to that. There's some sweet stuff. There's still a lot of original art left in in, in this Kickstarter. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and a lot of it that is just thanks to the the very gracious nature of all the artists involved. They're like, man, yeah, let's let's uh, let's get this out here and let's get get people on board because um, that's how much they believe in this project. So this is the opportunity for you to get some original art. And if you're like me, a lot of times you want original art, but you can't get it because you're like, oh, I don't have that kind of money. I'm a teacher. And they don't pay us very much, and I can't afford that, although I'd really like it, right? This is your opportunity to get some art that is so, so, so affordable. So um, so take a peek through all that, uh, all the pages for – or there's still, still a lot of pages left uh, for uh, both the Bloodline One Shot and um, and Fire Rush. So uh so look at that and, and see if there's something that you can get. And even if that's the those are too much for you, you can always get the PDF version so that you can still get the books and still um still support us and helping us print these and, and get these out and get them in hands. Um so yeah, so that's the uh that's the Kickstarter. Um, and I forgot to mention, I always forget to do this, probably because he doesn't put his face on there, but but the other person that's with us tonight that you won't ever hear him, but he'll sometimes agitate me in my ear where you can't hear me is my son Brett, who is uh, uh producing us kind of behind the scenes here. Uh he he puts off all the images and and uh makes sure that you get to see all the, the stuff that you need to see while we're talking. So um Thank you,
6: Brett. say again. Thank you.
0: Oh, <laughs> Um, yes uh we appreciate that much that very much and of course uh that much mm. uh and of course <laughs> i show him my appreciation every day when i i let him eat here oh dang <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> wow so uh no Yeah, the stream just happens to end. He's like, "Oops, (laughs) sorry, Dad. I don't know what happened." Right?
4: Technical (laughs) difficulties. Can I have a sandwich?
0: (laughs) That's right. Uh, Royal Airship says, "Uh, "Hi, everyone. Looking forward to another great show." Uh, Wubba Wubba Fett says, "Hola, everyone." Hola. Yep. So uh, y'all don't uh, hesitate to ask some tough questions. So we're gonna talk just a little bit. You know, the Wednesday crew talked about uh, color, and they went over a lot of stuff about color. And I'll kind of toss this up in the air air for you guys um but uh but you know comics trad- we're an independent publisher right comics traditionally independent comics traditionally are in black and white now i, I don't know how you guys are a little bit younger, <laughs> so you may not know some of you may not be quietly tuned to some of this um but at one point in time, I know when I start first started doing a lot of conventions early, uh, we did black and white simply because it was cost effective, right? You could not afford to print comics in color back in the eighties because it more than doubled your cost, right? You had to you had to print then you had to print um, the the. The four plates, right? Comics were printed in four color, so you literally had to spend a hundred bucks per plate. You had to get a black plate, a cyan plate, a magenta plate, a yellow plate. There's four hundred bucks just to get the plates, and then you had to pay all the extra for for the color for printing. So black and white comics, and including you know one of the most famous ones at, at the time is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, right? These were all no. black and white, and and they were in black and white because they were affordable to do. Uh, you could do a black and white comic now. Also, back then, um, you couldn't just go print 10 books or 100, 100 books. You had to give – printers had minimum print runs. Yeah. And um, when, when Silverline was a publisher in the late 90s, our minimum print run was 3,000 copies. So – we could solicit through diamond and get orders for anywhere from 800 to about 1500 copies i think that was kind of our our window of, of numbers in the late 90s uh that still left us with 1500 books right so i had 1500 books of multiple issues sitting in my garage and it's just you you don't have to do that now print on demand digital printing uh, we use um we use uh, kablam we're very happy with um you can, we can go and print specifically to order. So, let me go back and look at the Kickstarter here. So, right now we have 61 backers and if we print we can literally go and print 61 books and get it just to uh just to the backers if that's what we if that's what we chose to do. Um now hopefully we'll we'll be able to print uh print some more, but um this is this is something new. But I say all that to kind of set you up to the the perspective of black and white comics when when i sat there i would see people come along and they would look at your comic and then they would open up and see that it's in black and white and they would go oh yeah this is in black and white i don't read black and white comics i want to read color comics and then they would move on what do you guys think what do you guys think about that
5: i think um i think color if 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 you're just a a fan of, of comics you just like Comics, you're you're you just you're attracted to the color. I personally, being an artist, I like the black and white stuff because it strips it all out and you just see the bare, the bare bare art. Um, yeah, and the line works. Visible. It's just the line work because that's what I do. So that's what I'm interested yeah. in. But for just yeah. general fans, always attract color. Always, always trumps just black and white. People are attracted to color; they see it better. So yeah.
3: I think I think color works. I I think you can do color different ways. My goblin does color differently than other comics. And that was that was very intentional um but i i prefer black and white comics i mean i i i think it was like i even find it entertaining that dc of all companies has been doing the bat i think it's the batman noir series where they strip all the color from famous bat stories and show the black and white and to me they look 100 times better when they strip the color you can see these but i mean it's weird that considering black and white comics are still not in vogue that companies would offer colored comics in black and white i thought that was interesting uh but i would always always enjoy black and white more than color always have but i grew up on black and white comics yeah so adding color was like what's this color stuff you know <laughs> you know yeah I,
4: I, know, I know dc's done a lot to show more of the process on stuff too because uh i got a book a uh, uh, old batman book uh, up in there in there that's got the 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 pencils the inks and the final in it also so there's been a lot more within the last 20 years actually showing fans you know the process mm. so in i've I've actually seen where a well, there's actually a group of fans who are actually like you know they love seeing the line work mm. without the color yeah
0: yeah. But especially that- for
3: an especially for an artist, it's so much more informative to see the art without the color. And uh it's I don't know, it's just it's more informative as for an artist and stuff to strip that away. Especially when color and maybe this is jumping again a conversation, that have gotten so advanced, uh, that the color almost outshines the line art. Like it almost it's it's kinda like they should work together, not like well we yeah. need to do the color so amazing that the line art's not even there. Yeah. That's just my opinion.
0: <laughs> well, Yeah, and I'm not a big fan of um, the trend of of kind of doing away with the inks that just go straight from the pencil and then go straight to the color and kind of give you that painted look. I'm not a fan of that because in in my mind, that's not a comic book. Um, Yes, I I get the arguments that, yeah, well, you know, why are you making the definition of what a comic book is? But I want to see the line art like you guys, right? I I like to see the line art. And when you do away with that, in my mind, it ceases to kind of become a comic book, and, and it's something else—more of an illustrated book, I guess. I don't know.
3: I think that's the thing. I think comic books, strangely enough, is one of the last vestiges of good line art. Like so much, like animation, kids books for a lot of kids books, and illustration take away line and just do painted or shapes and stuff. Comic books is the only real place that line art still thrives. Mm-hmm. It's like that's actually like it's an inherent trait of the medium. Like line art is connected with comic okay. books and stuff and since i'm a lion artist that's what i gravitate to
4: (laughs) yeah yeah i will actually go as far to say like if you've actually seen the the pencils in the inks i know it's not a silver line book but let's be honest it's one of the better books that have been printed within the last five years that the immortal hulk series Mm. joe bennett joe bennett's pencils are absolutely astonishing and the inker, uh i can't remember his name right now is he's He's a a whiz
5: It's just I, the ink. Oh, uh, in-
4: I think it's I think it's uh, Jose or something like I can't remember. It's three names, um, but it's just all inspiring. It and the color takes away from it. Yeah, even yeah. though Paul Mounts is an awesome, awesome colorist.
0: Paul Mounts. Yep, colored some early Cat and Mouse issues.
4: Oh man, but covered. it takes. But it just. I feel like it takes away from the how amazing the line work is in that book.
3: Yeah. I yeah, think kind of feel feel bad for Sid right now because we're kind of talking how much we like black and white and we're not like color and colors like, you know, Sid's like, you know what? Fine. I'm not going to color any more <laughs> in your stream. I'm just going to go
6: home. He's over. don't want to look <laughs> like this now. There you go. There you go. She's gonna there back is it out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I have a say about it too. Uh, I guess it all depends on how you started reading comics. Because I, my first comic book was uh, a manga from my sister, and that's mm-hmm. black and white, and screen black and white since forever. And yeah. and then my my favorite comic book that I would collect, without like even thinking, it was uh, Usagi Yojimbo by, by Stan Sakai, oh, yeah. he's always been working black and white too, so. Same color stuff for me was just like American comic book and graphic novels, Mm -hmm. which i got to say that graphic novels, sometimes they have a way more artistic sense of more than than just line art. So you can see graphic novels where they want to show off the coloring, Um, and I think that's, that's right. So yeah. I guess it depends on really on, on what you want to see, because I've seen very beautiful names, like Sergio Delphi's books with his watercolors and stuff but was also like that, because you want to see that, you want to see that color. Yeah. Uh, but I agree that I've seen as well some, a lot of very good artwork from some more comic book issues to such as that. You can tell the liner was great, but the coloring is just some gradient on top of it. It's like,
1: ugh. Yeah.
6: It's like, <laughs> you're, you're really making things so plastic. So it's not easy to find colors now. I've been finding a lot of very good colors lately, here and there. But um, sometimes, if you just go with the easy way for coloring, you know, you need to take the best out of it, not just disguise and put some some bits and GPS on the line. I feel you need to make
5: it, you know, like show up. Yeah, Yeah. whatever you say. I, I still want colored comic books. Um, <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I they've got to be in color <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
5: i will get I'll get the black and white special editions where they release it, and like, oh yeah, that's really cool I want to see the that artist's mm. black and white, but because I'm you want to see come in black and white yeah I do yeah exactly yeah. right yeah. so that's great for that sort of stuff, but from going to the shop every week or every month, I want my comics in colour <laughs> um. Hmm.
3: Is it really See, i've always yeah, been the opposite, yeah, you know yeah. and there's been a few comics uh you saw jimbo i've actually they've they've actually had some oh, color individuals as well it looks nice. yeah.
6: yeah they just started coloring them a oh. long yeah. ago and they and, don't they don't
3: sit right with me i don't know i look at them and i'm just like,
6: oh. it feels <laughs> strange It does. Because, but also you but also i feel like what if somebody goes like a lot with their color too because the line work is compared to other languages kind of simple looking so what do you yeah. do with coloring that they were always meant to be black and white and i do like color so it's uncanny but i don't yeah. hate it yet
3: no bone did I, that too. bone
0: yeah bone they bone recolored a- it.
3: and now it's really hard to find a black and white version of bone it's original print
0: yeah i actually mm-hmm. got
3: one of these hardback uh books of bone they only printed like a few years ago mm. in black and white but even now I look at the color, and the color is good. I mean, it's yeah. not bad, but it's it's almost like they just kind of stripped away the option to even get it in black and white anymore. It's just always in color
5: now. I bet you yeah. the color copy sells a lot more than black and white, though.
3: I don't know. He made he made his work well before he colored that. That's well, really- okay. right.
5: people, people coming along now, kids coming along now, see bone and see it color. I think, yeah, cool, I'll get that. I think the kids were, or the younger people, new generation was like, "Yeah, cool, it's color, I want to, I want to read in color." I would, well, I, would I mean, almost you say, say
3: reading bone. I would almost argue that I think, I think the color was just because he, I think he went with Scholastic and they forced it. Hmm. But that guy was doing good in black and white. I mean, there was okay.
0: yeah, quality, oh, So, yeah, yeah. so hold, 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 hold. Though. Like time out. We gotta, des- we gotta define what we mean by doing good. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> because, because, uh, because Jeff Smith was doing, he was doing bone in black and white. Yeah. And I was buying the, the individual books, right? The comics, um, before, you know, I'm not gonna say before anyone knew it, because actually someone told me to go get it. And it was yeah. someone, you know, it was someone I trusted. He goes, hey, you need to go check out this book. And I did. And it was still a relatively unknown comic. Um, but what happened is, and so when you say he's doing fine, I, I'm not sure. I mean, if he was really doing that fine, why, would he, why did he go to Scholastic?
3: I think Scholastic picked always, him you up.
5: Can
0: always he was doing independent
3: for years. I remember when I saw yeah. him at a convention in the middle of doing uh, Bone. I went to San Diego mm. and saw him. And he was part of this uh, troop of like um, the lady who did Scary Godmother, and I can't think of her name right now. You um, saw Gio Jimbo. But mm-hmm. he was part of this company. They had this huge booth, and he had a lot of people there. I mean, there was a line. I mean, it was, you could tell from his presence there that like, no one. I mean, obviously people knew who he was. So within right. the comics community, I guess he was doing yes. well.
0: Well uh, and I think that's I think that's that's actually a, a very real thing because I think there are I think there are artists within the comics community that the comics community says, Wow, look at this artist. Right. But then the, the people outside of the community are kinda like, eh, you know. Meh <laughs> I don't know. It's I'd a, be curious. Comic. I mean that is an argument
3: to say, especially for the kids' comics like or do comics not really make it until they're picked up by a major publisher like scholastic or something that does something beyond comics now but i, don't I know think it good.
0: has to do with visibility and and, and this is yeah. probably a whole nother another
3: video that, yeah know,
0: that we can we can we can <laughs> yeah. talk about because you know that's that's part of the problem that that comics as an industry has in general and this is why you see uh, publishers doing you know graphic novels and try to get into the now gone bookstores and et cetera et cetera yeah. you know so I, I think it's one of visibility and, and it's kind of like Pete said earlier it's like you know you can do good but there's always better. Um so Wubba says uh black and white is the best but you got some good tones and just uh knocks it out of the park. Um which I agree. I, I think that um I think color like inking Right, should always add to and not subtract. Right, a, a good inker is going to come in and add to what the penciler gives them. Right, they're going to enhance it, and then a colorist is going to do the same thing. They're going to take what's there and they're going to en- enhance it. And I, I think that's um, that's that's how you get a complete package. Is that it all works together? Well, um, they're
3: going to have their work cut out from with my artwork. They're looking at like, no ink's going to save this.
0: <laughs> no, 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 you. Uh you got a, I I think you've got a good line. Does it, that it, mean I stop yeah.
3: now,
4: uh Aaron,
3: do I Yeah, just about yeah. I'm sorry to... I didn't mean to waste <laughs> so much of your time.
0: We're just going to skip the inks and go straight to color, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, Tommy said bone looks so good in black and white. Yeah. Uh yes. and I think well, I think we all agree. Um Do you think Royal? it's, oh, it's oh, it. I'm sorry, I was yeah. going to
3: do you think it's worth it for them in black and white? The people that offer two versions like if a book is black and white to offer two versions of it
0: well it's funny that you say that there aaron because you know that's one of the things that we do right?
3: exactly and, yeah. and
0: and i say uh, my answer is yes because i i think there are enough people out there who who and we we have fun with it call it our retro edition right. and and put the old silver line logo along the bottom, you know, the way the way we did it in the in the, the late nineties. So we have some fun with it. But I do think that there's enough people out there who who like the uh the the aspect of independent comics from the the eighties that it's in right. that's in black and white and they like to see that line work. Um I don't know that they're I, I don't know that, that if if we did that exclusively that that would work for us right um but i i think that there are enough people out there who do still appreciate line work um yeah. and 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 I, and I say that beyond this group here beyond artists uh, we know artists like that mm-hmm. but i think there are i think there are enough fans out there who can appreciate the line work that that they're, they're they're worth doing for us you know yeah um certainly our response has been good uh on the kickstarters to to the retro versions. Um, I don't know that, um, again, I don't know that if we didn't do them, if that didn't mean that, that we wouldn't do as well, but the feedback that I've gotten is that the people have enjoyed the retro, the versions of them. Right. So, um, I don't know if that's the, that that's the answer. Um, I don't
3: know. It was just kind of a thought. I mean, it definitely is something that how much benefit would you get out of it? Like, see, so you printed like a thousand around and printed half of Yeah black white half in color would it i don't know if it'd be that much of a benefit to get out of it i could see printing like 10 in black and white and the rest in color and making maybe the black and whites like chase i don't know yeah I'm just well
0: and again part of the advantage we have today is that uh because of digital printing we can we can we don't have to worry about these three thousand print runs right you know uh and again it's it's hard for for people doing comics today it's hard for them to imagine that when we did a book, we literally had to plan to print 3,000 copies. Yeah. It didn't matter how many you sold up front or, or even how many you thought you could sell. We had to print 3,000 copies. That was the minimum. Um, so, you know, this is why you're always crossing your fingers please, Diamond, please, Diamond, order more, order more. Right. You know, um, you, you always hoped that Diamond would order enough to pay for your print run. It didn't always happen but but that's what you as an independent you know publisher that's right. what you wanted and then if you could sell anything else it was it was chump change but it was it was it, at least it wasn't uh you weren't trying to make that that bottom line still yeah um, um yeah tommy says uh i'll leak something completely different uh totally different if i know it's going to be printed in black and white so if if he knows something's going to be in black and white as opposed to color, he's going to ink it differently.
1: That makes see, sense. Yeah. I,
0: I see Becca not not in her head. Um, so I, I, I'm going to make because I'm not an inker. I'm going to make a guess, and, and you guys confirm this is this is what you're talking about. Is it? That if you know it's going to be a, a color book, you're going to leave a lot of open spaces. But if it's going to be in black and white, then you're going to fill some of that with cross hatching and shading mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, screen it's, tone. It's just, yeah. yeah, that's what yeah.
6: I think
4: about
6: the screen tone, too. I use that
0: a lot. I mean, paint. there's definitely,
3: uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean, to interrupt you, said, go ahead. What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought I interrupted her. No,
6: please go ahead. I was.
3: Talking. Yeah. Oh no, because I I do know that even when I draw some, if I know it's going to be in black and white, I will do more cross hatching and shading, and then I actually do draw differently if I know it's going to be colored. If I'm going to color it, I would draw differently to make room for the color. Because there's certain inkers I mean, like I'm always a big fan of Mark Schultz, and he's colored mm. his stuff, but it, that's obviously that artwork is not drawn for color. That is. C- Carnivores dinosaurs, random. right? Yeah, that's yeah. drawn to be rendered in black and white. Same thing with, like, uh, um, uh, uh, the guy who did Frankenstein. Seriously? I'm forgetting his name. Bernie yeah, Wrightson.
0: Oh, Bernie yeah. Wrightson.
3: I mean, his stuff oh, wow. is drawn oh, oh. to be black and white. I mean, yeah. you can see yeah. that's not made to be color. So I can right. think you can see intentionality in people's line art and how they approach it.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and I know that... Um, uh, I mean, Becca may be seeing some of this once uh, when she once when you colors Marauder, um, but I know that there were a lot of things that that we did to the co- like those like zip, using you know heavy chunks of zip tones in the backgrounds. And uh, there are things that we did like that because we knew the book was going to be in, in, in black and white, and so rather than leave that area open, we fill it with with the zip. Um, and you know now if you go to as becca's doing with marauder if you go to color it then there's there's these big chunks that you're like well what why is there this big big pattern here when when yeah. you can just you know delete it um yeah so that uh yeah um so wubba fett says uh, just opinion but for me the perfect marriage of color and line work was steve olaf on spawn during the capullo era
3: yeah he did a really good job with that stuff The other person I think really does a good job with color, but maybe the guy when they do a Mike Bagnola's Hellboy. Mm. Even though the color's flat with no rendering, there's something, there's a, a, his line art and the color seem to marriage. Like, you kind of see them both working on each other to create some of those images. At least I feel that way.
0: Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, Laura Martin on uh, Walt Simonson. Oh.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Of course, I'm a huge Walt Simonson fan, so... Uh, but I think that she does a, a fantastic job on on his work. Um, so Royal Airships says um, he asked the Wednesday crowd this, and he got some good answers. But has anyone seen an entirely monochromatic comic? Not black and white, but maybe thirty shades of blue. Is it feasible? And it would would it be easier to color or more of a pain? Um, oh God! It it would can be... Be that. Yeah, go ahead, Sid.
6: Uh, there's, um, kind of, you mind me showing more pages?
0: No, go ahead.
6: Okay, because, uh, I remember doing four page four, I think it was. Mm. And, um, there's this, this scene here where, uh, you can see the characters looking through lenses, the scope. Yes. Oh, I think this is the on My file. hold on. It's not the actual, file. uh, renders. And that's page four. And, um alert is page four, and yeah. you see this character, um, that's looking through the scopes here, um, where like the enemy is. And I made this like looking through with the green linear, but thing is that I didn't uh, making monochromatic things, maybe a little tough, so I didn't like stress myself out about it. So, let me show you what I did. And I think it's at least because it's digital, I could do it, but um, I made a grayscale here
1: mm-hmm.
6: actually and uh that helped a lot let me see if I can get rid of like everything <laughs> of course it's extra is there too so that's that's what I did digitally I think it's possible because monochromatic or just with one color you get to check on better of what's farther away and what's close by All
0: Right. so you see that? that would look great in black and white there wouldn't
6: it <laughs> I, I hope so I don't know <laughs> but uh once I have that settled down, I did this trick here. Let me see if I can find like these layers, layers everywhere. Uh, you do
0: have layers like crazy. I know, right? That's another uh, here it is. that down. That's another topic. Color layers. balance.
6: <laughs> Color balance. So that's that's what gives the monochromatic thing. And and later on I just have to keep adding on, on top and top. But what I want to say it is I think it's an, an option. I think it's an attractive option. Uh, if you allow me to give some uh, advertising to um, a friend of mine. Sure. His, uh, he's working on his webtoon, and everything he does is on grayscale, and then he puts this layer of color balance on top, and that's when he adds environment to it. Um, it's a beautiful comic book, by the way, he's working on. He yes. does start to publish it, publish it but he... Been working on it for like seven years. Wow. And you can see all the pages very clearly. All the shapes are the, the levels, foreground and background. And it's only because he has these tiny hints of single color on these grayscales and you get the final result. And, and it's a beautiful work. And again, it's, it's, it's monochromatic.
1: Mm.
6: Sometimes he goes like, okay, I'm gonna, these pages are gonna be more tense. So he adds a, a colder tone on top of this grayscale or not. And, and it, it reaches this, this this very nice, simple touch that makes it very attractive to the uh, to the eye.
5: It's um, so. it's, not, it's not solely monochromatic, but um, Jeff Loeb and Tinsel's Spider-Man Blue, mm. yeah, 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 overwhelmingly blue, but it, it's not just blue. But uh, right. that's beautifully done there's yeah. a
3: um i don't know if this one was monochromatic i i feel it was it's been a few while but there was a uh, there's a comic book version of Nazca valley of the wind which i'm sure was a manga mm. before the movie and i found these ones that were sepia tone and so it was like a monochromatic and a sepia but i don't know if it was originally published in a sepia tone format but i remember them it really kind of added something to it. I never did pick up the books, which I kick myself for now. Uh, but it um, was it was different, and it was it, I I personally thought with the sepia tone, the monochromatic, it was much more attractive to me because it was something it, cool. it added to the because it made the pages look like an old page from like an old book you would find or something. And I think that was the idea.
4: And it's like, oh, that's really cool. So
0: yeah, uh, I've seen spot color right i've seen a lot of a lot of independent books a lot of black and white books that have spot color um yeah. but, but i can't think of any and, and part of the problem too um may come uh, royal airships is um well i guess it's, it would be just printing one color um in today's with today's technology except using it for effect i don't know why you would do that yeah um, i i don't i can't see any reason at all um. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to type at the same time. Uh, I, I can't see any reason at all today to to do that because, it's kind of, like, well, y- you can you can get color just as well as you can get the black and white. So, why would you do it now? You know, pre-digital printing, pre-all of that kind of stuff, it made sense because um, you would have to pay. Uh, if you did one color, even if you did it monochromatic, you would have to pay for the black and then the the one color blue. Uh, I think was your example. Uh, you would you would have to pay for the two plates and then the two inks, uh, and so you would very much save money back then. But today it's not really that big a deal. So I don't I don't I, I can't see doing a monochromatic book today as. Except for effect, right? Effect, uh, okay.
3: or if it's part of the storytelling,
0: right? Um, which which I think, like the 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 binoculars that Sid was showing earlier, I think that's right. a great. I think that's a great effect, um, and, and you know it works, but it's not the whole page, right? It's just that that effect, and I think that really, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. I
3: mean, they did. Uh, you can use monochromatic. I mean, they did. Well, it's, it wasn't monochromatic, but they did in the Matrix movies split the three worlds in the colors. The Matrix was overly green. The real world was mm. overly blue. This was all intentional. And then I think the robot world was like a warm I co- I can't remember, but there was a third one. And they did it Yeah, like so the real can, world. Yeah, you can do color effects for storytelling purposes. And that's why I can right. see that's for you yeah. I can see that's why they would do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that and I think that works, right? Yeah. Um uh yeah um Eric Dotson says uh, Sin City had spot color. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, uh, he said uh, Eric said he forgot to say hello Silverline. So Eric Dotson says hello Silverline.
1: Um,
0: oh yeah. I'm I'm trying to think of other. Um, I know I've seen it uh, the spot yeah. color. Um, I can't I can't really think of any any monochromatic right out off the top of my head now right now so so sit showed uh kind of what she what she's done now i have seen colorist uh to turn something into both grayscale or a monochromatic i had seen a colorist color something regular right let's just uh, just color it all out using all the colors uh, uh of what is it that, that uh pocahontas said all the colors of the wind what all oh, colors of the right, wind. Thank you. Yeah, very yeah. yeah. all, co- all the through. colors of the wind. Right. So using all the colors of the wind, and then go in and just apply filters. Just say, you know, just make this black and white, or or grayscale. I should say, not black and white. Make this grayscale, or, um, you know, go in and 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 make this uh, a monochromatic t- uh feature. But then that way they still have the full color if they need it. But then it can also be the monochromatic. Yeah, uh, I I have seen that, but um so i don't know royal airships did we kind of uh kind of answer your question hopefully um
3: i have seen you know it's funny i I will add to that one question just a thought popped and i have seen a lot of comics lately use monochromatic uh tones to separate background middle ground and foreground like the background is monochromatic blue and that color so i've seen them use that but it would be like Three different monochromatic schemes to separate yeah. those, and that seems to be a popular thing in a lot of comics today. That I've seen, well,
5: that's yeah. what I was just thinking. If everything was yeah. the same color, you would struggle to separate background, foreground, everything. Yeah, one right. character, another character, you'd have to do I mean, that. That's shade. why you
6: have different values, yeah, and that's why you yeah. start
3: that, that way. You'd was, almost was, have to ink it to be in black and white, and the color would be an after effect, yeah. Yeah.
6: Kind of. Especially because you want to make sure the values are properly there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you have a limited palette and they only want you to use warm colors, you'd be like, okay, I need to make this work out. You don't want to be just flat.
0: Yeah. Um, so I kind of want to go back to uh, i want to backtrack just a little bit and and let 's talk about because uh, one of the things uh, you know a couple of you talked about was was manga and um you know you know manga really wasn't available when i was a kid um it wasn't until i was i, I didn't even i wasn 't even aware of manga until I was probably almost out of college um but so why is it why do you think all right let let's let 's kind of talk about this a little bit. So why is it that fans are willing to accept manga in black and white, but not willing to accept, you know, Western comics in black and white? Because there's a, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah they're different things, but I mean, I again, would dare
6: to say it's a cultural thing. Um, because I never, I never saw uh, manga in color before. So they tell me this is made in Japan. So it was like a standard for me kind of a thing. Strangely so enough. I, oh, go ahead. More sorry. or less like they, they had no colors in that country. Like I, I pretty much like <laughs> assume that's the standard. Japan and is safe. black and white. Yeah, I, I was a baby. So, so <laughs> that, that's what I thought. And, and, it, and even, I never questioned it because it works by itself. They always had used screen tones and stuff. So I, I just like, took it. And now, when you see colors, they almost show it. I remember, and I'm currently reading one manga which is really good, and they tell you like the next volume, the next chapter is going to have the first two pages full color, mm. and people go crazy. Yeah, so they can <laughs> use it as a marketing thing.
3: Huh. Yeah, it, that's you know, strangely enough, and I will. They when they first introduced manga to America, they did do color. Like mm-hmm. when Akira was on the first comics mm-hmm. to come over and Akira is also the first digitally colored comic. My memory serves me. And mm-hmm. they, I think that was too epic. They did that. So when they brought manga over, they, they dig well. you know, color, you know, the Western market likes color. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do that. And then the only thing I can think of is either you had people who appear us and say, well, why would you do it? If it's not color in Japan, why would you bring it in a color here? Um, or they just realize, you know, we're putting a lot of effort and people are going to buy it, whether re- it's in black and white or color. Like if it's selling good in Japan in black and white, then it's going to sell good here. The band. I don't know why they switched, but I didn't know they attempted it in color first. And then they immediately, mm. I think Dark Horse might have been the first one to start just publishing them in black and white when they started bringing over a lot of manga. Because so I remember Dark Horse, one of the, at least around here, was one of the big companies that brought over like... Oh, God, I can't remember. It's been
6: years. Mm. But they,
3: they, they, it's like yeah. Princess something, and they would do black and white versions.
6: Interesting. So, yeah. Wouldn't it be because it's, like, untouched? Like, this is how people read it there, and you, fan, want to be like them because you read it, like, how they read it?
3: I think that's what it was, and I think it... Uh, I, I got it, like, when I saw... Because one of the, the first comics I started collecting was um, Appleseed, uh, by Shear, the guy who did a uh, Ghost in the Shell, and that was a black and white. Mm. And that again was by Dark Horse, mm-hmm. and um, they put him over. But it, it was really strange. They would they would have American artists do the covers. Arthur Adams did five of the covers of the book, which I love Arthur Adams, but he didn't really fit Appleseed. Um, but again, it was in black and white. I never really questioned it. But then again, I was reading Ninja Turtles, and you know, it, it, mm. as, you know, maybe that's thing. Maybe it made. Manga and black and white more acceptable because the Ninja Turtles are more acceptable. The Ninja Turtles really made black and white comic books like a trend and acceptable. And since manga was already in black and white, they could just like, well, "We don't need the color. We'll just put it in black and white and take advantage of this trend." And then it just stuck. Yeah. Now maybe I'm just conjecturing here, but I'm, I'm just, i just it is curious to know that they did start out in color and then switch to black and white later and not put the. Oh, I no
0: idea what happened there. No, yeah. <clears throat> I didn't realize that about the the, the manga here either. Um, I know that when I, uh, when I first started being kind of made aware of them, they, they had the first, you could, you could pick up one of the, the, you know, they're smaller, you could Mm -hmm. pick one of them up and the first, I don't know, three, four, five, six pages were in color. Right. And then the, the rest of the entire book was in, was in black and white. Um, Yeah. And of course, I look at it and think, man, what a printing nightmare <laughs> that has been to try to get the, you know, the first few pages in, in color and then the rest of it in, in black and white. But, but I can see because, uh, you know, done done well, which I think a lot of it was, you don't even notice the shift. You know, you, you, you get yeah. in you get engrossed into the story, and then you don't even really notice the shift as you as you read. You
3: know? Well, the other thing too is I know in Japan that manga is considered a dis- disposable, and that when they pick up like because you know they sell in big phone book anthologies, mm-hmm. so the black and white is obviously much cheaper. But when people are done reading them, they just toss them like a newspaper. They don't have the collectability like that American true? comics have. Yeah. yeah,
6: like they buy it waiting for the bus, and when they're done with it, they uh, just, the trip, they just tra- trash it. Like, well, yeah.
0: and, and that's the way. Yeah. you know, American comics used to be. Yeah, they they were they were very much disposable. Um
3: that's why we lost so many of the famous like you know, Superman one or whatever, because everyone would toss them and they didn't survive that.
0: A lot of parents true.
3: destroyed a lot of rare comics not knowing yeah
0: what they were doing. Yeah. Well, it was just because this they were like dime <laughs> novels, you know. They were they exactly. were really- pretty drawings.
6: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um discusses violence. I'm gonna raise it. Yeah, there was a lot of that in the nineteen fifties, yeah. Um <laughs> well i I you know that that's one thing that kind of always um and I don't know that I have the answer, but it's certainly one thing that i I, I often think about is I don't understand as a fan myself of black and white art uh, and black and white comics I don't understand why you know American audiences aren't as accepting of that uh, but yet at the same time they'll They'll go pick up a manga which is in black and white. And I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Why will you read this book in black and white, but not this one?
3: Maybe they think it's just an aspect of the, of the manga medium. In other words, manga is supposed they to be in black the band and has white. No color. Yeah, <laughs> so, maybe they just think like that's supposed to be what mangas look like, and American comics are supposed to be in color. Because strangely enough, since we started printing comics in color, you kind of added that precedent. That's what people expect. When people first pick at manga and start printing black and white, it's like, well, they're not going to print color, so if I'm going to like it, I'm going to like it as it is.
6: That's not yeah. manga.
3: Yeah, that's not manga. <laughs> I think
6: that goes it goes that simple. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and even though if you watch, uh, you see, because uh, I, I see people coloring manga, and it, at some point it gets very tiring. Kind of tiring so it's like, you no, know, get get rid of it.
3: Yeah. You know, it's funny now to I think about it. Wasn't color even maybe supposed to be like manga, like the first few pages of color? Remember when you read the Sunday... It like humor strips, they were on black and white, and then Sunday was the big full color. It was like right? it was a special event that they yes. would make these full color. So I was thinking, like you know, even back then, color was kind of a unique thing in some comic mediums yeah. in the West, but not a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Okay, so I know what I was going to say. So I, I, I think that let me toss this out and see what you guys think. Um, I think part of what happens for independent comics is that that, uh, and you guys, uh, talking about manga, kind of. Kind of made me think of this, right? We, well, you, you manga in black and white, so we expect it to be in black and white, right? Yeah. So Marvel and DC have dominated the market for years, right? Marvel and DC are in color, and this is what people expect. They expect that if you're going to be quote unquote, you know, a Western comic, an American comic, it's going to be in color. And so when you do your thing in black and white. It's like, oh, you're not like what we expect. You right. think that has? You think that has anything to do with it?
3: I think so. You know, strangely enough, I almost wonder because you're, you're saying almost more of a Western take. If somebody did like if an American drew a manga comic in black and white, they'd have no problem accepting it. Like, do you think it actually has to do with the art style a little bit? Like, since you're drawing <laughs> in a Western art style, I what don't know. What do you know. guys think?
0: Yeah, Don, you have thoughts on that?
4: Um, I think some of it has to do with the style, and some of it just has to do with the the beginnings of you know when this right this started turning the way it did. Because uh, you think of comics before uh, you know Marvel and DC really started having the uh, their gold, the, you know the silvers and golden ages. Beforehand, they weren't really. Uh, they weren't as they didn't get as big until further down the line when color really got introduced
5: yeah it comes uh it comes down to business doesn't it if it your does. competitors doing something in color god damn I've got to do something in color otherwise <laughs> they are going to outsell me so as soon as one of them does it they've all, they all they've all got to do it to keep up yeah um,
4: yeah it, it's really got to be what's color catches the eye, black and white doesn't yeah yeah Need, what, what, 100 I books is one
5: of you you need um you gotta catch go catch the eye yeah. it's the same but the same with novels as well nah, it's almost it? interesting
3: uh, to think like because i mean one of my favorite black and white comics is ninja turtles but it was intentionally with sin city which i think somebody mentioned in the hmm. in the stuff but you know sin city like let's say sin city was frank miller's first comic would it have been as big
5: no. Well, I was just yeah I was just thinking no. that yeah. yeah yeah but the fact that
3: was when, when he came out he was already a household name so he mm. shot to the top but he also did a very smart use of black and white the way he did it mm. he really played on the negative and positive space in his artwork in the pages which made it very unique so
0: yeah yeah and I think the color the, the color is what 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 you know yells out to you which is why you you still see I think color on a black and white comic you still got a color. Well, for most, most black and white comics, you still have a color, color com- cover. Uh, cover. Yeah. 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 So that pops out at you, then you 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 look at it, and the, the interiors are all in black and white.
3: Strangely enough, just out of a curiosity, when you guys are in a comic shop, have you guys ever had a black and white cover with maybe a spot color jump out at you because it's in a sea of completely colored covers? Yes, yes. And that's very, star- and I usually, that's very stark and sometimes very attractive. Like, I'll pick up a book because the cover is going, it's basically going against the trend. It's like, look at yeah. me, I'm in black and white, not color.
5: I'm uh, the, uh, the
6: Nick
5: Theory cover. Oh. Is that one? Duranko one. That one? Yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. that one.
5: Yeah. Oh,
4: yeah. Since, yeah. Um, Jim Lee did some dead blow books that were black and white on the co- cover, and they, it just had like a little bit of red on it.
5: Yeah.
3: So yeah, those jump. I mean, I mean it's strangely enough though. But if you picked up that comic, the black and white cover, would you be disappointed that the book was in black and white too? I mean, would you pick it up expecting <laughs> yeah. it in color? I guess that's the I argument. It's death, like
4: I think death. There was a few issues of Deathblow that actually were in like, I guess you'd say black and gray.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. they did, they, and they added spot colors. Yeah. And he was really, just, he was really uh, taking inspiration actually from Sin City when he did Deathblow, which I thought was really cool because it was Jim Lee's version of like the Sin City coloring idea.
4: You could tell he was playing around with the idea.
3: Mm-hmm. So, yep.
0: Yeah, so Ooh. go ahead.
6: I don't know. I was just thinking because uh, when you ask, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wasn't looking out, but somebody asked, like, would you feel disappointed if the book wasn't in black and white too? And I was thinking, I think I would feel more disappointed if I see a cover that's like like, like in color and suddenly with the most beautiful colors is in suddenly see you no know, grayscale. I don't know if I would feel disappointed, but mm-hmm. I would understand it. But if yeah. I see a full colored like a like a black like and white cover and then it's full colored inside, I, I would be wondering so many things. Like why why?
1: Yeah.
6: That's yeah. that's clever, but why? It would a yeah. question a lot. And probably I would talk more about that than this story itself.
0: Yeah. You know, I think and you talk about the um the the cover they just had the spot color jump out at you and you're talking about in a sea of color and i think that's you know that is the job of a cover right is to to mm. to stand out to a potential reader and say pick me up right uh grab me off the shelf and and pick me up and look at me and i think my problem with most marvel and dc comics today um is so much of the computer coloring is muddy you know yeah. it, it's it's there's not a lot of um you don't see a lot of uh, uh, uh contrast in it you don't see it just kind of muddies the image and so and so you know we could talk about whether whether it's nah. uh, it's, it's better or not, but if you look at the, if you look at for me, I think a classic 70s stuff right if you look at the classic 70s stuff, yes, there was a lot of primary colors, yes there there were, but there was also a lot of things that caused these covers to pop right You could walk there and then ooh, this color you know, popped out at you right the art the art uh, you know uh, uh, Cost a lot of it, but then the colors on top of the art uh, did it as well. But when you when you walk by a big rack of of you know Marvel and DC Comics and they're all just kind of a, a, a muddy mishmash of color, nothing really stands out. Maybe, maybe yeah. the logo stands out more than than the artwork, right? And you're like, ah, I want to see something pop out at me, right?
3: Yeah. I, well, you know, you strange...
4: also... Oh, go ahead, John. Uh, I was just going to say also in those older comics, the cover also had told story pertaining to the book too as well, which is something that um, I, you don't see as much of nowadays.
3: Yeah. I agree with John on that. That's the one thing I see so many covers trying to be a unique image. And then the image doesn't really represent too much of the actual storyline. And that, and that's something in my comic I personally got to that the cover my comics, my goblins represent a, you know one of the scenes, of the main one of the main scenes in the book, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems almost, and I, I'd i almost say, you know, strange enough, regardless of, of uh colors, I think some covers try to shock. I've seen a lot, especially image, there's yeah. a lot of like I think there was like sex criminals, they would always do like some sexy cover. I mean, there were certain yeah. there, were, but there were certain things that were kind of made you to stop to go like. Like this sort of shock value than color.
4: But it well, wasn't. that went with the pertaining. That went with the book too. The whole yeah, thing yeah, yeah. of the book.
3: Yeah, that did, and that one. You know, it's funny. There's certain artists too that work better with primary colors. I mean, even think. I know you was talking about using primary colors. I was. I've been I've been reading a lot of uh, George Perez's Wonder Woman lately, and i was oh, just thinking job. about. I couldn't imagine George Perez's art in, in the color style of today. Well, maybe that's just because it's so mentally matched with the old coloring style that I don't know if it would work. I mean, I don't know if that would work.
0: Well, but okay. he's one
3: artist, so I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, and I, and I think part of it, you know, he drew knowing what he was going to get. I mean, right. when, when when you when you kind of – and this is the advantage of knowing kind of what your team is going to be, right? Uh, one disadvantage I think a penciler has is when they're penciling and like, well, I don't know who's going to ink this. And so I'm not really sure – what do I need to do or what do I not need to do? Right. What, yeah. what shortcuts can I take and what shortcuts can I not afford to take? Because I don't know how the inker is going to handle this. I think yeah. George, you know, fully knew what he was going to get there. Um Eric Dotson says he agrees with John uh, about the covers. So yeah.
3: Yeah. It does seem like, I will admit to you that when I used to go look at the comic rack when I was younger, yeah. Well, before digital coloring, I do remember more covers standing out, and that that could be what John yeah. said about being story ideas, like you know, Batman's about to get killed by the Joker or something. This is an action scene, but I, it, it is interesting. I go in the comic shops today; the colors seem to kind of it's going to sound weird. They almost seem to have the same tone, yeah, like right. not a bright tone, but more of like a darker mid tone, and they all just May- kind of blend in.
0: Well, and maybe that's kind of what I was getting using wrong yeah. terminology. Maybe that's kind of what I was getting at when I was like, they're all kind of muddy. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all kind of you look at it. as like a, a a wash of, you know, nothing pops. Yeah, um, there aren't there aren't there aren't very many for some reason. And I don't know if the movies started it. But for some reason, there seems to be this fear now of, of primary colors. You know, um, they don't want Superman's red and blue to be red and blue anymore.
3: Yeah. And I can see that. Well, I know with movies, a lot of times a lot of directors have talked about. Primary colors like bright reds and blues don't work on movies; they just they're just too common. But in comic books, that's kind of the name of the game. So uh, it's don't... a good point. I wonder if movies have well, like we got to show what they see on the screen, so we kind of kind of mute the colors a little bit.
0: See, I would primary gonna...
4: colors worked in the original Superman.
0: I well, and I just rewatched the uh, the the Homecoming Spider Man movie with uh, with the family, yeah. and there are scenes in there when he uses the red and blue costume looks great. Hmm. Yeah. You know. But that's
3: strangely um, enough the exception instead of the norm.
0: Yeah, well, that's what they. Which it shouldn't be, but it, <laughs> but it, it,
3: it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. But again, you know, we're 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 comics and not films, so we, we shouldn't be yeah. uh, afraid. what Weba Fett says, uh, "Check out Crimson Plague by George Perez. It's amazing stuff of modern color." So, um, I don't
3: think I've read that. Whenever I've seen a lot of his stuff, but yeah, yeah. Um.
0: George did a uh, George did a cover for a friend of mine uh, his independent book called um Oh crap. Shanghai. Um but uh you, you met him, John. Uh, uh, Jeff oh, Whiting. Jeff, yeah. Yeah, he did uh, George did a, a cover for Shanghai for Jeff. Really? So, yeah, yeah, very very cool. I, I think well, I think George uh penciled it and then and then Jeff uh, and Jeff inked it. Well I think I everyone think I remember now. That.
3: George is incredibly fast too So I've, when I've seen, so it's just kind of like I can knock that out in an hour or so, no biggie especially with <laughs> yeah. like, just like a character or something, yeah, so I think that just he's more apt to do that because of the speed w- which he can do it
0: So I'm going to shift gears a little bit, um, b- because we're talking, we may come back to color if you guys think of something, but <laughs> because of some of what you mentioned about covers um, let me toss this out at you So if you notice, and since we're talking colors and covers and color and that kind of thing, things that pop out at you, um, if you look at the older comics, you're going to find, you know, blurbs and dialogue and things like that on on the cover. We almost don't see any of that at all on covers today. What do you think? Good yes, idea,
5: bad idea, yes, no, don't do just, it, yes. I, I prefer the old silver age covers. Okay. They they're like pieces of art you put on the wall. Yeah. I, don't, don't I quite, agree. Don't quite feel the same about the modern, modern day covers are, are wonderful, but I don't know, there is there's a little character they have, and I think maybe it is the the speech balloons and the, all the graphics and and, yeah. and the color actually the color is i don't know i don't know it's it's simpler
0: so so my my question then pete let me let me let me maybe take this a step further then once we're once we're done with Champ fury number one and we get our cover what do you think putting the dialogue balloon or blurb or something like that on that on that cover
5: uh, i don't know i've got a problem doing that i don't I don't know how people feel about that nowadays. I don't know if people will be like, oh, no. No, no, that's not. I think
3: it would not. fit well, you, that so one I'm, because it's retro. Because it's more of an yeah. older series if you're going for a retro. But, I mean, I don't know.
0: It's brand new stuff. What are you talking about? He's yeah. drawing it right now. Since <laughs> yeah. Sin, 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 Sin <laughs> Sin City
3: did this, he actually did blurbs on it on the cover. So there oh, was, I'm trying to think of any other modern ones that do that.
5: I forgot my back.
0: Tommy Tommy's uh, Flormonti says, I like a funny one-liner on the cover. He says I tend to do that from time to time, on on, on, on his work. Um, well,
5: I picked this up at the store the other day, right? So I, I, I treat myself every now and then. I don't know if you can see it. So.
0: Oh, dude! It, I love that! Oh yeah, my goodness! Oh, it's yeah. A, it's
5: a it's a beautiful color, but it's got the. Oh, it's like ninety three, ninety
0: two, ninety four, something like that, right?
5: Eighty four, yeah. Eighty four, okay. But it's got the it's got the speech balloons, and it's got the yeah. um my hand. Where's my hand? That one on the
0: blurb, uh huh?
5: Yeah. So it's got cool, all that stuff, which I think is really cool. And I love all that stuff on the older covers. I don't know how, how I feel about it. On, a... I, g- I guess modern-day covers have the same thing. They're just done differently.
3: You know, strangely, a weird thought. I wonder, and this is going to be kind of a weird thought maybe in my head. Do you think the idea of taking away the speech balloons on the covers had to do with the advent of popularity in graphic novels? Because graphic novels are supposed yeah. to be in bookstores and look like book covers. Book covers don't do that. And so they started to design their covers to more look like book covers, Sands getting rid of the speech balloons. And I don't know, but I mean, i I starting to how think graphic nice? novels became popular. Yeah, how would you feel That's about when they started to vanish.
5: Balloon, how would you yeah. feel about a speech balloon on, on a cover like that, though?
3: Well, see, like, like on, on uh, or the highway to hell? Yeah.
5: See, yeah that, that would you count that as a
3: speech balloon, though?
5: No, not that. But if you had a speech balloon coming off Wonder Woman down here or.
0: I think we'll, it depended we'll on, for, from my from my perspective, Don't I think I. it would depend on what what, what it said. Yeah. You know? um, and I think that's why, I think that's why to use them today, you have to be very, very careful. Uh, Wubba says, um, I love the She-Hulk burn covers. Yeah, he, he, he had a oh, lot yeah, of yeah. blurbs on. He goes, um, I would like to do something like that. Uh, he would like to do something like that, but not sure they fly nowadays. And that's something that you know I frequently. I think it would actually. I like,
4: yeah. think they it would, would because uh, you've still got that crowd that's still attached to the 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 '80s and '90s comics. You know, you pop something like that out, they'll be like, "Oh, we haven't seen something like that in a while." So,
0: so, so here's a question for you then, because you you know you uh, we're the Silverline crew here. So for our books. Do we want to see dialogue balloons and blurbs added like that to the covers?
3: I think it would fit our books a lot. I can see it fitting Silverline books. Uh but we it seems like Silverline has always kind of had that sort of classical style that well, I see it like mm-hmm. a lot that I think would fit that. And um
0: Well so you guys know where the name or how the name kind of originates, right?
3: This this the the name Silverline?
0: Yeah. I think you have it in one of the videos. I haven't been told. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get your blanket at story uh, time. Yeah, yeah, a long, uh, <laughs> a long story. In a galaxy far, far away. Oh, <laughs> yeah, becky has got our blanket. Look at me. her. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it originates, uh, of course, you know, Stephen Butler, um, the artist, uh, was my partner. Um, the first time in the first iteration of Silver Lion when we were a packager and not a publisher. Um, and we had tried to do something a little bit earlier as a publisher, but, but long story short, it just didn't work out. And so we needed to change the name that we had. And so he and I were big fans of the silver age of comics. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, really. <laughs> And so um, so we just started like, you know, talking, throwing all these things about and I'm like, you know what, why don't we just be like the silver line, right? We're, we can't be the silver age because, you know, that's already passed, right? But we'll be the silver line, kind of our way to pay respect and homage to the stuff that had gone along before. And it's kind of our way to say we would love to be able to capture. And this is why you guys have heard me say this, you know, live and and, and just in emails to you. I believe in my heart of hearts that comics need to be fun, and and you know much of that for me comes from the whole Silver Age of um, of comics where you know I look at them and think there's so much fun in comics, and and that's what I want Silverline to be. I want people to, look, to be able to look at the Silverline comics, and and they can be different you know uh, uh, genres, but they still need to be fun. And um, so yeah, that's where that's where the Silverline name originates. Um
3: maybe I should start a company called Gold Becca, I can't and if my direct right competitor.
0: <laughs> Becca, can you hear me? What? Yeah. I, I I can't tell if you were being sarcastic or not. Oh no! I was, yeah, a little bit sorry. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. I was just joking. I know. Really? I was like, okay, wait a minute. Uh-huh. She, that strikes me as a little bit sarcastic, but <laughs> but it's Becca we're talking about, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah it's my little jerseiness coming out. My sarcasm.
4: Oh, that's. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but I was thinking that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah so well one of the things i you know certainly i think one of the things i would like to do especially since since you guys seem to have a positive um reaction to it certainly maybe play uh with maybe a variant cover um that has some balloons on it and blurbs and stuff like that and and see how see how they go because i'm also as much as i like them i'm also not sure what reception would be for, for readers in general, maybe Oven or, or or we'll pop up and say something. Um, I just, I don't know. And, and, you know, because, because that is an unusual thing today in comics. Yeah. Um, And and of course you talk about, you you know, you mentioned the, the, the move to, um, uh, graphic novels. I, I think the advantage that we have today is that, um, we could do it, you know, we're not stuck, quote unquote. We're not stuck with that cover when we go to a graphic novel. We can right. do a different cover. Or actually even we can, you know, because of the way we do our our, our artwork so digital today, we can just remove the letters, you know, for, for yeah. a graphic novel version.
3: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Just you know? make it on a separate layer and then you could just yeah. turn it on and off as you Yes. What version you want in the print. I
0: love layers. I yes. love them. <laughs> <laughs> and and especially when when uh, inkers and colorists kind of get it, you know, and and when there's a there's a, a maybe a cover that has a foreground figure, and then they can put that foreground figure on one layer, and I can like, e- and I can go in and like easily remove everything else, and then just use that figure. I'm like, I love you so much.
4: <laughs> well, we know I'm not liked.
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's because you do everything traditional. You're slapping real ink around. <laughs> um uh eric says yeah maybe uh maybe post post both versions for feedback um yeah i mean that's a good idea post them and see kind of see what folks uh folks think uh yeah. what says he wants to do he wants to redo the she-hulk cover jumping rope uh with mouse and i'm not familiar right off the top of my head with uh it's got to be John Byrne, but I'm not I'm not real familiar with that one. I
4: think I, I think I, I think I think I remember that cover. Yeah, because I, Cause I the, like those covers too. They were very snarky and
0: yeah, yeah, very much. They 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 uh, frequently broke broke the fourth wall. Um, yes, yeah, and of course it's Byrne. So I I I, I was buying all the Byrne stuff then. Uh, I'm sure I, I have them in a box some some there. And Eric says he's with you, John um so all right well so that's something maybe maybe we'll try out we'll we'll try out some um some blurbs and dialogue balloons on the on the covers and and uh and kind of see how they 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 go over um and i think you know even though we're talking about them being fun um i think part of what we have to look at is maybe trying to make them them stand out um Uh, let's see. Yeah, Brett, you want to switch over to Pete now? Um, get him up on the screen. Um, oh, wait a minute. You told me, uh, Pete's the one you told me it was difficult because he was on a separate phone, right? I'm on a separate,
5: yeah, I'm on the phones filming from above me. Um. people want to view it, they can just pin it, but, um.
0: Yeah, okay, so just, just stay there. just go, go between, all right, yeah, them, just Rebecca. yeah just stay there um, I lost my train of thought here uh oh he says uh Eric says he's with you on uh, traditional inking um, okay no funny unless
4: you're getting messy, yeah,
0: um, yeah, well, you know, or when you have that big ink spill, right
4: <laughs> that's why that stuff sits on a different. <laughs>
3: I've been trying to think I've been thinking what 20 years I don't I'm trying to think if I've ever spilled a bottle no but I keep mine in a tray so if it spills okay. it spills into a tray I oh, have
4: spilled one before oh have you I oh yes say,
0: I was, uh, when I was uh, roommates with Steven I was only his roommate for about a year and a half and uh, I saw two two spills yeah <laughs>
4: Yeah. I've actually I've actually fallen asleep working on something and wake up with ink on my face.
0: <laughs>
4: That's a story in and of itself.
0: Yeah, no kidding.
3: <laughs> no, elaborate further, John. What What were you? You
4: okay. so you just, I was working on commissions <laughs> before a uh, before a, co- a show trying to trying to knock them out and i and, yeah. I fell asleep in the middle of working on them, like I just passed out, head against the, yeah, <laughs> against the drawing table.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, so, see so when, when writers fall asleep, you usually wake up and you see a long string of. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wubba says, "Who needs ink when you've got a kid with Kool Aid?" <laughs> Yeah. So I've heard horror
4: stories of cats walking through ink and then walking across the page before.
0: Oh my goodness. That would be Yeah. That would be interesting. Uh I, I have seen I have seen artists spill at a convention and mm. then turn the blob into something.
5: Yeah, you got to yeah. gotta adapt.
0: <laughs> and I say usually you know you see all my 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 examples that I can think of are Steven. So uh, well, that's when
4: that's when that's when Jim Lee just takes the tissue out and it's like okay that right there is going to look like a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you watch Jim Lee ink, he actually will slap that ink down and big and then like oh he'll it
4: pour it down. right on it. He's like
3: yeah. Pfft. And then push it around. Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't guess I've ever seen Jim Lee. Well, well,
6: it feels even worse when you when the accident is not an, like an accidental spill. It's it's you cause it. And that happened to me also in that convention. And I finished that very like, complex image being a character. And and she wanted it in watercolors. And I had my watercolor kit over there, and it was great. And I finished the ink. And as soon as I put the watercolor on the ink, I had no idea the ink was not waterproof. And everything was smeared together. And I just I just lost a drawing. I'm like I feel so dumb. So that 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 hurt even more than the spill because it was like I could have avoided this. And I didn't. <laughs> uh,
0: so uh, so I've kind of run out of questions about color. You guys, you, you guys have any any other thoughts about uh, just and just color in general? I should say. Uh, you guys have any thoughts about uh, kind of color in general? Or?
5: Yeah, get get someone else to do it.
0: <laughs> so, so pete you don't like the color
5: i look I, I understand the basics i've been taught obviously how to color digitally
0: right peter I, loves I, color
6: and i, I remember I really enjoying at school really? it was like
5: his favorite things so long good <laughs> lord so you that. didn't you didn't have the
3: big box of crayons did you peter no That's that right. was your problem all the other kids <laughs> like look how many
4: different box. colors yeah he had the little box
5: give it to someone else
4: yeah, I'm sitting
6: here like
5: I don't. I can
0: confirm that. Cool. So, so all right, so Peter, I have to ask you then. So, what is it about the uh, coloring that you don't like?
5: Um, it just takes so long. It's <laughs> time. It's time. Yeah, I, but, buy, I, see, a, I, I,
0: I look at penciling, and I'm watching you. You know, pr- pr- do the pages, and 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 you know, I mean, that's a time-consuming process as well.
5: Yeah. Don't, don't ask me the logic of it.
0: <laughs> Do okay. you mind saying something, though, Ronald? Because
6: uh, uh, we, were, we were classmates in yeah. school. And, and, well, everybody was still working on layers. This guy was like, I already finished my ends. And we're like, what the hell is wrong with this man? <laughs> so I don't know what... what he, he works in a different time case. You know, like a time passes different for him.
5: No uh, so on, he's not, not human. Coloring. Not coloring. No, I guess
4: uh, because not he's not human. He <laughs> just,
5: just doesn't have a life. Um.
4: Over
3: the years,
5: yeah. I have not the
3: mind coloring. I have to admit that I hate animation. That was my default. Even mm-hmm. when I took it twice, the teacher's like, you got the best grade in the class. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I actually did tell, like, yeah, I'd rather... Rip my eyes out with spoons and anime. I, something of that nature. I actually told her that she had this look of shock and look sorry, it's just not for me. But thanks.
4: I don't have the <laughs> patience to do animation. I, you don't I either. Admit, I don't have the patience to I do don't. animation. It just, I don't I have patience. Which is surprising that I'll color something in copics. Because uh, yeah. I used to not like color at all growing up, and then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, I'm gonna try this. Hey, i have actually can. Well, Fake
6: thing. with animation is that you you don't feel you're advancing, but it copies you can get the effect right away, and it's just so nice and smooth and like.
5: I tell you what, I hate so whilst funny. I'm I'm watching Rebecca. I hate I hate flatting. My it
2: is so girl. like calming to me.
0: Well, you also it. spend the day <laughs> with with a, two a year of, old children. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah.
2: So
5: yeah i understand what color, okay. rebecca's what got me lost. i'm like lost so well
4: it's, lost? you
0: know it's, it's i don't yeah. flat
4: anything so i'm just lost <laughs> i yeah, actually
2: it's I, I prefer traditionally coloring really um yeah mm. but i mean i don't mind digitally coloring i, I like flatting but uh when I color, I, I I like to traditionally color watercolor
0: mostly. So, so here's a weird question for you then.
2: Yeah.
0: Would you uh, Would you ever be interested in coloring a comic uh, traditionally?
2: Um, that I strikes w- me
0: today as a work actually. Really, yeah, okay. it would be. Um, I because would... you know that's how Divinity was colored, right? Yeah traditionally i didn't know that was,
3: how yeah. was yeah 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 i remember i remember hearing that that was a he was yeah. a colorist who doesn't he wasn't an, an, been in the industry for a while from that yeah he,
0: yeah he did a bunch of work with dc as a yeah. colorist. uh remind me you guys remind you i'll, I'll send you a pdf um oh, well no you're all getting you're all getting books well Pete, it's gonna be a while for you <laughs> sorry i got i got a book in your slot out there but it, it's <laughs> so expensive yeah. to send you stuff i'm gonna wait and let it stack up yeah, it's so. fine.
4: So um, if you could
3: get you out of your country close yeah, to our it. country, then that would solve that. Okay, <laughs>
1: you
4: know. Yeah, yeah. And we we, it's, we, it's, we uh, were very yeah, close just, for
1: a
0: while.
6: Uh, uh, I, I'm back. not getting anything from outside until somebody finds some magical vaccine against the situation.
0: Yeah. Now, is your is Chile actually uh, is your postal service actually opened up yet? No, I no. asked.
6: Her, I mean, yes, but it's going to oh. take forever. I, I asked a friend to send me a letter. From, I got from school and it got to her house because I was living there before coming over. She's like, Yeah, just let me check how much it's gonna be. And it was just a simple letter and it was yeah. over a hundred dollars just to
0: the cost. Oh. It was
6: insane. It's just a simple piece of paper and it was yeah. no, not worth it. Yeah,
0: yeah. that hurt. We've got, uh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, the artist from Kalis uh, is from Argentina. And uh, when we ran our Kayla's Kickstarter, we had a couple of uh, art rewards. And um, he has not been able to send the artwork to me because basically Argentina is closed. Mm. And I mistakenly sent him, both of them, books, and they returned to me. So we paid a huge chunk of money to... Ship those books to Argentina and they return to us basically with the note that says, Sorry, Argentina is closed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's like, oh
6: no, it's the same here. I I keep you noted, uh, about if anything changes. We just entered uh, phase two, if I'm not wrong. Uh, yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. yeah, uh, Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I just. said, uh, uh, Tommy said, "Kablam has uh, several orders waiting to send to Chile." Uh-huh. Look at that. So
3: well, but, is somebody good. else coloring that? Are you, well, are you coloring it? Because I usually thought, like, don't you usually do blotting or um, the, what is it called again? I don't color like this.
2: Oh, this is flatting.
3: Flatting. Don't you use it for somebody else who's gonna color?
2: Uh, yes. And uh, Adelia is gonna be coloring this. She's gonna be coloring. Uh, she's gonna be rendering this.
1: Okay.
3: Uh,
2: she's uh, yeah, she's a great renderer. So but you
3: basically uh, do flatting so you can actually create. Uh, so uh, you could
2: just select marquee. So you can
3: select it. it. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. When I fly, I just kind of throw down any color though.
3: Right. It doesn't matter. you just get yeah, it. Just so to that get it wand, done. Yeah. So it'll, okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I like, uh, I work from big to small. So I just mm. break it down. That way it just goes smaller, smaller, smaller. And it's easier to separate.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Didn't mean to interrupt you, Roland. I, just, no, no, I was no. just watching her and I'm like, well, I know about flatting, but I, I don't.
0: I, I think that for me, this is part of the, the, the you know, part of what's the interesting part of our streams is that we get to we get to have a conversation but at the same time we get to watch you know some some talent happening on the screen to just go wow look at that you know it's so i i I love to watch all of this and that's why you know i do ask beg for your forgiveness i try to remember like every 20 minutes to 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 pop somebody new up but i don't always remember that Mm because i get you know engrossed in our conversation and i'm like oh crap i need to swap you know Oh, oh, I think it's more like
4: skill Roland not more, not so much talent but skill Sid do you have somebody
3: flat yeah. for you or do you flat your mm, stuff
6: at all I, I've bought all my stuff I okay. was looking for somebody but again just like, like uh, I work to small, and I okay. haven't found somebody who can do it neatly and okay. so I at the end I end up reflating my stuff I haven't yeah. found somebody really able to be like a hey, uh-huh. can you help me with this? So it's Yeah, like- 'cause
3: when I color my stuff I just put the my page on multiply and I just color underneath it like a coloring book. And mm-hmm. then I then That's I just and then I just basically well, if I if I don't for my comic book I just color basic colors and do a little bit of shadows here and there's just like almost like spot shadows. Mm-hmm. Uh but I want the coloring to be mm-hmm. simple for the book. Um but for my other render stuff, then I i mean, for the shadows, I just put a multiply layer for dark colors for shadows and an overlay for light. So it's like shadow, light, basic color, highlight. And I guess I have more of a cartoon look to my stuff. Yeah.
1: Mm,
6: but I, I never, I, I, I need... never...
3: Oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, it's
6: okay. Finish.
3: It finished. I never, um, I never did it because like the flatting, because I usually, even if my, um, characters are colored like usually the the wand or the magic wand of photoshop would usually pick up like all the red or something i could still select it and so Hmm. it's 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 different i mean just because the colors are separate that if you just put the tolerance down on the wand i use the wand as a you know cheating device but then it would just pick up the reds that are you know other you know it would just pick them up and and so i was always like i understand the idea of like separating them out so you can you know select each one but I just seem to be able to select my colors just from straight up coloring it like a like a coloring book underneath it, and then but it would just but again that could also be the fact that I'm not rendering it. I don't know. I, what I'm trying to do is trying to figure out besides selecting what is the advantage of flatting?
6: Um I use it to skip some steps. Uh, oh, okay. When I flatten, I make sure to put the the select the levels properly, like what's in the background and stuff. So I just very like colors. And oh, at okay. the end, I just need to make a very quick shading in it. Or maybe not even that, just add some texture, and I don't need to work on it anymore. Yeah. Okay. That, that, I think that's, that would be the second thing. And also, I just, I don't know. It's, it, like, like, it's kind of relaxing thing. I it can is. put a movie, and I'm flatting. and like, that's fine.
3: Oh, no. I just, sometimes people, I, 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 I just, go ahead. I'm sorry.
6: No, it's just that, honestly, I don't really know, like, a a process or nothing, because this is the first time I'm coloring comic book. Okay. Uh, I've always been an illustrator, so I do a lot of painting.
1: and And and
6: very, I don't know, look, you guys can see my background here. I, I don't know who's showing up, but, like, I do very, like... 3d type of not not 3d like full 3d but like with not much liner and stuff so right now right. this whole book has been a journey for me to learn how to be simple how to simplify you know how to build, right. what to over render what not to it's been yeah. a challenge what i've been learning a lot so yeah. i don't know if to tell you if i have a process i've been learning you can tell from okay. page one to page 17 how things are changing because so. strangely
3: enough i know a lot of techniques in in art sometimes can be the way things are always done even the technology that i mean for one you know I, I enjoy inking as much as the next guy but i mean let's face it you don't technically need to ink comic books nowadays with the technology of printing i mean you can you can do it my comic book actually is in pencil with color mm-hmm. and i don't ink Why my nice. comic so you you know even though the inking i think it's an aesthetic artifact of comics that will always be there and enjoy it it's technology it's not needed for what it was originally intended for because the printer's going to pick up pencil and i sometimes wonder certain things like flatting is something that was done in the in the old digital days but i wonder if technology is caught up enough that you don't need to i don't know i can give
2: you a
6: question it is
3: a good
0: question yeah
6: because Um, now i feel like if i can't start a page if i just start flatting at some point it's like i haven't tried that i need to know what the result would be
3: yeah, because I would never, I would never think to flat my stuff. But then again, I don't know why I wouldn't. And uh, mm. and I've never run into problems not flatting. So that again, I'm trying to figure out. But then again, I do very cartoon like stuff. So maybe my coloring style mm. goes away from flatting, and other types of coloring style would be flat and be very important. Mm. I don't know. It's still relatively new to me. And I, I have friends who have people flatten and stuff, and I still ask them. I'm like, why is this? Someone's like, it makes it easier. And I'm like, okay. Um, So, I don't
0: know. (laughs) Hey, so, Sid, why don't you share your screen again?
6: How do I do that? Hold on. How did I do that before? Uh, Ah, okay, okay, I see. Uh, Okay, continue. Sorry. There you go. Okay. Yeah. So, you guys can see it? Yep, yep, we can see it now. Oh, that's great. So, before I show you, like, I did this gesture here to show the background. With my back, uh, my, my computer. Wow! And that's that's the kind of stuff I do. As you can see, it's like almost an online. Art. So coming back here, like I see that coming from Somebody's like, "You got to back up. You got to stop spending hours in this." And I'm like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> so yeah.
1: It's been. It's yeah.
6: been nice. I I tried uh, last week to do um, like a page a day. Because I noticed I was running out of time. I don't. I'm not really sure when you want to launch this this Kickstarter. So I I put myself on my own deadline and I started working on one page a day. And so when my mom comes into the room, she's like, "You are pale. You you need to stop."
0: Oh really? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> was good. Just... So your your mom is your uh, your mom is your deadline keeper then, huh? Yeah.
6: Uh, more like. You need to remember to eat, and you are not a machine. Yeah, you need to stop working well, for so a I, couple of hours.
0: I, I will say this: I, I, I having having been in in comics for years, years. Um, I'm I, I sorry. Was, how, how long was that? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. You, you um, said you weren't good with
3: numbers. So no, funny. I'm not good with numbers. Yeah. So, um, so
0: he's so, an old man now. <laughs> so what I've seen is I have seen a progression from um i've seen a progression from from and this was this was before i got in but i have seen a progression of guys who could do or artists who could do um uh, you know a page uh and a half a day right and we're talking about pencils and inks and, so, and things like that to artists who now take like four and five days to do a page and and, and i never ever want to insult an artist but but I always, what I always kind of come back to is like, okay, wait a minute. So, so those extra three days that you took for that page, is it really worth it in the end run? Because is it going to sell that many more copies? And it's like, yeah, well, Ooh. I want it, I want it to look good. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm never saying don't make it look good, but. But at some point in time, you, you have to put that internal clock on yourself and say, okay, I need to spend X amount. Now, of course, there's sometimes you go, okay, this page needs a little bit more time, right? And this is why we get averages, or this page doesn't need as much time, so yeah. I can do it in, in, in you know, uh, six hours instead of eight hours, right? Um, but at some point in time, you, you have to ask yourself, I think anyway – um okay I've got what's here if I spend an additional you know 6 hours niggling here and there doing the little little things is it really going to make it that much better and is it is it going to mean I'm going to sell that many more copies and and I think Ooh. we have to remember and it's hard because if you're like me I mean you love the medium I love the medium I mean you can see all these comic books behind me. I, I love comic books, but at the end of the day, we have to remember that they are comic books, and mm. and 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 that's you know again this is each I think each individual artist has to decide this. But my question is always, okay, does this page really need sixteen hours from you, mm. or could you have done it in eight? You know, and I'm not, I, and you didn't say how much. Uh, well, you said you were trying to do a page a day, but but. That's usually the kind of the question that I like to pose is like, okay.
3: I would say, strange enough, I would push back on that and say. <laughs>
0: of course you would. You're the artist.
3: Yes, <laughs> a little bit. And only because I have seen so many companies since the 90s when they made artist superstars. Like look at like David Finch or Jeff Dara other artists. They – now you put them on a regular monthly book. They can't keep up with the pace because they take so long.
4: But Finch does a monthly book.
3: Does he do a monthly book? Okay. But yeah. a lot of those artists who are very high-end sometimes can't keep up with monthly books, but their artwork does sell. And I've seen tons of, like, Marvel series, Marvel's classic, they put, like, fans for superstar artists in the first three issues, then they kind of wane off and they go to another artist. But they use those superstar artists, even though they take a long time, to knock those sales up with the book initially and get them
4: hooked. Hmm. Now, Rob can't do a monthly book, I don't think. Cause I I think he's always and Joe Mad actually got almost run out, got pretty much run out because he couldn't keep up.
3: Yeah, he couldn't keep Mm. up and do it. But the but I mean, no one's going to argue that when they put their art on books, it sells just for the art alone. Now these could now I don't know. There are certain artists that became famous from the nineties, and I don't know how much I don't keep a lot of current artists in comics. I know some, but not a lot. So I'm still thinking, but. You know and then, of course, there's a very artist like George Frez that could do amazing art and do a monthly book and keep yeah. up with it uh but there are some artists uh, I mean Jeff Darrow's one he hardly ever does comics. he takes forever when he does it, but his artwork definitely sells that book, so I don't know well, I would say there's a no, take given that
0: so my my question would be though and not and not knowing anything about these sales, my right. question would be um okay, does it sell that many more copies? Now, having seen sales in the industry for years, my argument would be no. Uh,
3: well, strangely then the, my question would be if it doesn't, then why do they keep doing it?
0: For, a lot of it is for name recognition. We paid okay. – when I was at Malibu, I will tell you this. We paid Barry Windsor Smith an ungodly figure.
3: Yeah, but that guy thinks he's a god anyways. Well,
0: he does, <laughs> but, 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 but we paid him an ungodly figure, and do you know why? It wasn't because it wasn't because they're like, oh no, he, he, you know, his artwork is worth it. It's like no, the prestige of having okay. Barry Windsor Smith work on your book was worth the money that they spent. I, 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 you know, there were a couple of us were like saying like, there is no way we're ever going to make this money back. And the 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 argument was, we're not trying to make our money back on this. We're buying the prestige of having a Barry Windsor Smith book.
1: Mm, interesting. Yes, yes. i don't know
0: so so yeah I, I, and so i don't know i mean i think there are absolutely some some names who can 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 uh you know at a marvel dc level maybe not uh yeah. certainly at a lower level like if we could get a, a david finch cover for one of ours yeah. dare i say that would make all the difference in the world for our kickstarters you know yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that I, I, I think that some somebody like that could really affect some, something like oh, ours. Oh, suddenly I just see all kind of messages coming up.
5: Um,
0: <laughs> Did I bring up a bad topic? I don't, don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Web of Fett says, Flatting came from the studio days of computer coloring. So many people coloring the same book. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that Flatting came up so much because, you know, Malibu was one of the early uh, – early users of, of mm-hmm. computer coloring yeah. we had um we had uh, becca what was what were you talking about uh, not too long ago where i asked said we need those for our books the the, the color where everybody has the same access to the same colors um oh, palette? palettes color palettes yeah, yeah. so we had uh, we had color palettes um c michael lanning says while showing my portfolio portfolio the constant critique from everyone was too much detail in the backgrounds was uh which was unnecessary yeah, yeah, yeah um that's something that i think most
5: a lot of artists struggle with actually so. yeah
0: well there, there's a so there's a great and i need to find this video there's a great it's about a japanese artist who, whose name I, I don't remember there's a there's a great video that says this guy this artist spends like on the first page or two a lot of time on and details on the backgrounds and then what happens is that mentally establishes it in the reader yeah. And so that as they move forward, the backgrounds become sparser and sparser because the reader oh. knows where they are, and you don't have to redraw everything all the time. You can get away with you know a line here or you know some squigglies here, and the reader's like, okay, I know where this is. Right. Uh, of course, if you you know if you change scenes and you've got to kind of kind of do it again, yeah. but yeah, I, so I'll good. I'll I'll have to dig out this video. Really good, really good video.
6: Yeah, I want to see that.
0: Yeah, I, I'll I'll dig it up. It's um it's really good, um. C. Michael Lanning goes on to say, uh, Finch does monthly, depend, but depends heavily on his inker, uh, Richard Friend, to fill in some details. Finch inks his books. He also Finch, has two styles, one quick and it. one detailed. Okay. So, Yeah. Finch uh, so, John... inks his
4: books. So Finch pencils and inks his books.
3: You know, it's funny because I've heard artists, and I don't know if it was Finch or another artist talking about nowadays when you like he was using a military boot it's like most time in the old days when you draw a boot you draw like a boot maybe a shoelace yeah. he's like nowadays when i do the art they expect you draw every rivet every sort of yeah, like that's too much. yeah yeah but it's expected now it's that sort yeah. of like that realism that's the art and i i i tend to agree that i think it's overdone too i mean unless yeah. somebody's going like you know the comic sucks but that boot that boot was just amazing. That's an amazing
0: I mean, I, boot. Yeah, I mean, I just, so yeah,
3: I, it, it was, but it was almost the artist was like, you know, kind of saying like, you know, I love this, but you guys are, you know, kind of killing me with all this detail you keep asking me to do. Like, I, you know,
4: Oliver it, really and good and as I think a this client. would be a
3: support of Roland's argument that you're not you're spending all that extra time in the boot and it's not selling more copies. So that would be a support yes. of yours. So that's, right. and,
6: that. I mean yes. you can imagine if it's like an important panel and you see somebody stomping into the scene and you wanna see that beautiful boot, but if it's yes. in the yeah. corner yeah. of a page yeah the background i don't well,
0: know yeah well yeah. and there's a great there's a great image in in trumps uh sid you probably remember this one uh because you've colored it already in which the um the the characters are walking through rain and we just oh, get yes. a shot of the feet right uh, of the boots walking yes. in in the puddles And i'm like that's a great image but it's it's just feet you know yeah. mm-hmm. um but it, it yeah it really is a, a good image um, oh
6: and I had my computer open with rainy skies all over. And I, like, <laughs> I don't get it. How do I do it? A
0: uh, Eric Dotson says, I think the artist is his or her own worst critic and sometimes never satisfied with the finished piece. So they keep yeah. tweaking it. And I, I would have a tendency to agree with that. I, I think yeah. most artists seek perfection and and have a hard time finding a it's done point. Your you know, done
5: point is your deadline. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know what's funny? I think Fred what cured me of
5: Yeah. I think what cured me of that
3: is watching people read my stuff, and I see people like, like flips my comic within like you know like an hour or so, and be like, "That's great, done." I'm just like, so all that effort just yeah. then, Okay, that works. You know, so I started yeah. figuring out like, nope, and like nobody cares if that like the boot if the boot is ex- ex- detailed or not. <laughs> Yeah. like, okay, I got yeah. it.
0: And and that's I will similar. say, I will say this that's a tough part. I, I think of learning and growing as as a creator. And not yeah. just artists, but writers have to figure that out as well. And and I think one of the mistakes of writers, and we're not gonna go off on this, but one of the mistakes of writers is is that they, they have a, a tendency to leave things out that the reader really needs. So yeah. whether when the reader gets to the end, they're like, Well, I didn't understand that. You know, I, I tell I tell oh, my students I tell my students in my class that they'll read. Uh, a lot of them are first-time comic book readers, right? And they'll read something and they'll say, "Well, I was really confused," and and then they they have a tendency to follow up with, "But I guess that's because I don't really read comics." My follow-up to that is always, "No, if you're confused, it's the writer's fault. Yeah. The writer's it, it, it's the writer's job to take you from the the point A to point Z." And if you are confused, it is because the writer failed to do his—not necessarily the artist, but the writer failed to do his job in telling you. And, and when I say tell, you know what I mean. But in, in giving you the information that you need to know to understand the story, yeah, you um, could even—you
4: could have a writer do too much or too uh, put too much or too little. In oh, it uh, listen! In, in the
0: 1950s, up. we got a lot of writers doing too much uh if you read any and this is where we come up to with a lot of you know show don't tell kind of things but in the 1950s particularly you could see a lot of writers say things like uh you know thor punches hulk with a mighty blow like i, I can see that you don't have to you know uh instead tell me that thor summons up all the powers of the of the sky or the lightning okay cool that's extra right yeah. but to tell me that thor punches hulk with a mighty blow i see that you don't have yeah. to tell me that yeah. um i've got some more some more uh comments here to read here uh what was said since finch has been doing a monthly his star level has fallen though those pages yeah. are just not as beautiful that's an interesting thought yeah um, he, he also he, it's you know, not as rare right
4: yeah th- right. there's that well, too. When I actually met Finch and I was talking to him uh, this last con that I uh, ex Comic Expo, uh, he was talking about how he's getting tired of inking himself, mm-hmm. and that he's he, he like uh, I, he's almost like he's once an inker again. But I don't know. I don't think DC is going to put out.
0: Well, um, see, Michael Lanning says Finch does not ink himself. He says, look up Richard Friend and Jimmy Ray- Ray's. Uh, he says, they, they inked uh, Finch. Uh, wow. maybe, says, maybe something's changed because uh, Jonathan
4: Gloupton okay. was inking him at one time and something happened yeah. and there was a thing. And...
0: What says, uh, Joe Mad and um, Charest were both run out because their speed was so slow. I yeah. Madden says, likes playing
4: video games instead yeah. of drawing. He was part that of that image sk- yeah. He
0: was part of that image group that really liked to uh, play games and be rock stars more than draw. Um, yeah. a, a lot of a lot of Rob's and I like Rob, don't get me wrong, but a lot of Rob's crew um, had had rather do things that weren't drawing. <laughs> um, Eric Dotson said rune, Webba says rune was amazing. Uh Eric Dotson says I feel the talent you have now is great and I have a tendency to agree uh Eric I I think the talent that 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 uh, Silverline has all across the board is phenomenal and 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 it excites me daily um and in, in fact I get so little sleep there's so much to do and um but it's a it's a it's a good problem to have so I I like it um but thank you for pointing that out um Tommy Florimonti says, not me. After all these years, I've learned when to put it in bed, when to say, I'm done, next page. Yeah. But also, Tommy, I will point out that uh you said after all these years, and I think that's one of the things is that that it it it, it you had to get there. You had to spend some years in order to get there. And I think that's part of the process that I think younger artists um, not point fingers, but I, I think that's still part of what you guys have, have kind of got to figure out, right? I mean, mm-hmm. would you would well, you I, mean, disagree I, I totally you? agree. Yeah. Not you, at all. You, yeah, you, you have to figure out, and, and that's just part of the learning process, and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, you've just got to figure out for your own self and for your own task, when is done, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think that's kind of uh, hard to
4: do, especially when you're trying to make a name for yourself in is. the industry. Because you want to put your
0: best foot forward.
4: Uh, I've overloaded myself twice <laughs> before, yeah.
0: so. Well, and you want to you want to prove yourself. You want to prove that look, I I I've got the chops that that you know whatever it is, whether it's penciling, ink and coloring, or whatever. You want to prove I can do this. Um, but I will tell you that as an editor, uh, one of the things that we used to do is when we would get samples from someone that that piqued our interest we would send them a script and i'm thinking pencils or or you know if it's an inker we'd send them pages and we'd give them a deadline we'd say hey here's these pages let us see these back in 2 weeks kind of thing mm-hmm. and it'd be a real deadline and and that allowed us to see how how could they yes these pages look great but did they spend the entire year doing these six pages or did they cuz you, you guys would probably be surprised a lot of samples we saw. The artist spent months and months and months on to show us the samples. Yeah. I tell so, you right
4: now, Marvel doesn't do that, didn't do that. They do well, that.
5: They, they still do that because they send. Me, I've done sample scripts for them, and they you um. They'll give I a did deadline.
4: sample inks and that, and they didn't give me a deadline at all. Yeah. Uh, but I well, kind of so like that. They, so deadline.
0: they they may yeah. not have had a deadline for you, John, but I bet there was an in-house deadline yeah, yeah. that said here's this thing and we're gonna see they who need can to you on that. Yeah, we're we're gonna see who can submit pages. Um mm. yeah Wubba says I'm struggling with is the page exciting details are fun, but I want land uh exciting page every time if possible. Yeah, yeah. And, and of course sometimes you know sometimes you're you're you are uh limited by the script that you're given. Um, it's hard to make talking heads exciting, um, but still, that's the that is the task of the penciler. So,
5: mm-hmm.
0: um, wow. Well, we we really woo off the track here. And but that was a, that was a fun conversation. I think. Uh, and I look at my clock and see ten fifty seven. So uh, we're we're gonna have to call this a night. <clears throat> Anybody have any uh, last minute things they want to say before we go around the clock? or Around my murderer's row here, say goodbye. Anybody? Add anything? Last, last um, thoughts?
6: Thank you very much for the invitation.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, Sid. Now we're expecting go you. Here, you know, we're expecting you here as often as you can make it. As often as I can make it, dear. Cool, Pete. What were you? What were mm. you
5: saying? Uh, I say, go colorists.
0: Go colorists. That's right. Go colorists. <laughs>
5: good, good job. Good
6: job. I won't say anything because you're just a penciler.
5: <laughs> I'm just a penciler.
6: <laughs> just started it. Yeah, nobody uh, okay. can
3: make make Pete' stick figures look better than than like Sid's colors. It just makes them shine
0: yeah. <laughs> I like shines yes uh, yeah and, and fantastic job there um, Sid can't wait to get uh, trumps out for uh, folks to see <sighs> so uh, Royal, <laughs> royal air said uh, great job all love the streams Thank you royal airships uh, we appreciate it we appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate mm-hmm. your questions. Um, uh, Waba said this was a fun night. Cool. Um, Excellent. Yeah. yeah, glad to hear yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna go around and uh, tell everybody where you can find us. Uh, Becca, where can folks find you on the interwebs?
2: Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at uh, Instagram at comic art. Uh, facebook at my name rebecca winslow and i really need to look up what my twitter handle is Tw- and Tw- twitter start... and the link
0: below right
2: yeah yeah <laughs> they're on the link below i'm the worst <laughs> <laughs> <That's all
0: good. laughs> pete how about you where
5: can folks find you um real simple so instagram primarily but it's all the same instagram twitter facebook it's peter clinton art and you'll find links to my webtunes and my instagram comic on my instagram page
0: so okay Go there. um did you send me links already pete no send me links so i can get uh, i'll get them added. okay just, i've got a master just email, sheet. You. Yeah, just just email, email you yeah just email me facebook oh, right, okay. me whatever um either, either one of those two and i'll take your links and then i'll add a, i have a master sheet that i have just got all of our links on and i'll just cut and paste after our show is done all right so let okay. me do that hang on John, what about you? Where can folks find you on the interwebs?
4: Um, on all the social media webs, definitely. Um, uh, I know all the links are below. I'm having cerebral flatulence right now. <laughs> <That's> um, <fine. laughs>
0: this is why I do it.
4: Um well that because John John Martin art, John Vampire art, John Van John Vampire Martin, some different One of those, you can find me one way or the other.
0: (laughs) I still think it should be John Voltan Art.
4: (laughs) Or John, he's alive. He's alive.
0: alive. Yeah. Uh, What about you? Where uh, do folks find you online?
3: uh, Facebook. uh, You can find me under my name or Humphreys Illustration, uh, H U M P H R E S. Uh, Instagram at A L H 3810. And then my Webtoons, I have Galleons on Webtoons, which I'm hoping to start posting new stuff soon when issue eight is out. So hopefully that'll be very soon. And I think that's all you can find me. Um, I don't do many
0: of the other platforms, just those two. All right. And Sid, what about you? Where can folks find you? Uh,
6: You can find me on my Instagram, which would be Sid altogether. And uh, I have a Twitter, but I use that more to complain about life, so I don't really recommend that one. <laughs> okay, and You're, sadly, and I'm else not else really <laughs> <laughs> my family's tired be complaining, so I use it social media for that. And uh, well, I'm not very active on Instagram right now because I'm working on these pages, but soon, soon, I'll start posting stuff again, hopefully, I'll bring commissions or something. And that's yeah. it.
0: Cool, and Sid, be sure you send me uh, the links that you uh, want, want us to have, and I'll put them we'll in do. the yeah in the box below all of our on all the sh- all the places. Um, and so yeah, so everyone, we're live on Facebook, we're live on uh, Twitch, and we're live on uh, YouTube uh, three times wow. a week. Although we're not going to do tomorrow night because I did not line up a guest, so um, no Monday night one on one. Uh, come back here on Wednesday for the, the Wednesday Wham crew. Uh, but we are on live all three of those platforms. You can find us there. Uh, be sure that you follow, that you like, that you subscribe, that you do all those things because, you know, you know how this this, this stuff works. The more likes, the more follows, all that stuff, the better off it is uh, and more people will get to find us. Uh, please don't forget about our um, uh, Kickstarter that we have going. Uh, get over there and check it out. Uh, we've made goal, so it's exciting, woohoo! But uh, we still want to, we still want to push it on. We've still got some exciting stretch goals, including Godlings that uh, that Aaron mentioned. And if we can uh, win, we get to that uh, three thousand mark. Um, everyone at every pledge tier is going to get a copy uh, of the first five issues, a PDF copy mm-hmm. of the first five issues of Godlings. So it's going to oh, draw my- you right in. Yes. Um, So we've still got five days, still lots of art left. Uh, I'll make sure that I put the link to the Kickstarter as well uh, in there in case you're watching this uh, not live, if you're watching the the recording of it. And so uh, until we see you again, don't forget, make Make mine mine. Silverline. Thank you for listening to the Silverline Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. We know we ramble sometimes, but we have fun. And after all, isn't that what comics are all about? We hope you'll follow us on all our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Reddit, MeWe, Gab, and whatever new thing pops up between now and the time you listen to us. Please like, follow, share, and remember, make mine SilverLine.